Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse, Heda, and MJ. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing Netflix's 12th film, the 2016 science fiction film Ark, or as we've referred to it as ARQ, <laughs> <laughs> directed by Tony Elliott, starring Robbie Amell, Rachel Taylor, Sean Benson, Gray Powell, Jacob Neum, and Adam Butcher. Welcome, boys. Hello, mate. I think we always say that we go and we go and completely cold to these films. Now you know for sure that we do because last week we were saying that we're going to be we're going to be talking about ARQ. So five minutes into this movie, I'm like, I think it's called ARQ. It was definitely like, yeah, you know what? I think this movie is called ARQ. And that, and I had seen this film, so I, that makes it even worse because you're the one that said ARQ last <laughs> week. So I feel like a complete idiot, but that's okay. Uh, we'll get there. So, let's get into it. Fast Flicks, we'll go around the table, um, do a quick 30-second summary of the film. MJ, you're going to hit us off today. Uh, let's do it. So, an exciting, heart-racing sci-fi set in a dystopian future where our main characters find themselves stuck in a time loop. A fast-paced journey where our protagonist is basically trying to stay alive, save the world, and figure out how the hell he can get past 925. Sound cheesy? It's not. Ooh. Mm. Like the cheese word. Heater. Very nice. All right. In a dystopian future, a young engineer and his long-lost partner become trapped in a time loop where they must try over and over again to fend off violent home invaders and save a new energy source. Good. Um, you have to say dystopian future. Yeah, we, we both said it. I hope, you're, I hope it's in yours. Oh, no. Um, so, a repeating time loop sees a couple face demons from their past. They try to prevent an evil force from stealing an extremely valuable energy source and time-bending machine. Will they be able to break the loop? In a In a Hey, I didn't give away the end. I love it. You were as excited as I was too. <laughs> so, this... Arc. Arc, arc, arc. What do, we, what do we know about this film? What have we, what have we discovered about it, Peter? Oh, filmed in Toronto and Canada in 19 days. Yeah. I think uh, Canada's obviously a good place at the moment for film production. It's a mm. lot cheaper than uh, doing it mainland USA. Yeah, it was quite a low-budget film. I think they said they came under $2 million mm. for so the budget. Pretty, that's pretty low budget. That's, I mean, there's only a cast of six actors and then three more voices, I think, on the TV. So there's a lot of expenses there in terms of cast. It's a very practical film. I think there's only one sort of CGI shot at the end and mm. apart from that. And yeah, they don't really go anywhere, so it's all kind yeah. of like the same kind of studio would have been in. Reuse so. a lot of the shots over and over too, which, mm. which is handy. Um, yeah. So, ARC, it stands for Automatic Repeat Request or Automatic Repeat Query. So, um, it's an actual real real acronym sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, and it's a error control method for data transmission that um, acknowledges a receiver sending it. Oh, sorry being sent by the receiver and then um, being able to rely that it's um, you know been acknowledged before it times out so interesting. We, we should have known this is about a time loop we should have, <laughs> we should have definitely known about it um, um, premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival on September 9 in 2016 and then was released on Netflix worldwide on September 16 so a week later I reckon yeah. that's one of the quickest releases from a um, from the festival premiere that onto Netflix that we've had so far it was fully funded by Netflix, so mm. they were obviously ready to ready to go with it. And um, I think the director, because I was reading that he Tony Elliott, he wrote the film, or he came up with the idea back in '08, and he had the film. They had the film basically ready to go with another director for five years. Tried to get it off the ground with another studio and a bigger budget, but they could never do it. 
and eventually just got a phone call from Netflix saying that they'd read the script and they are in and they were going to fully finance the film from day one and all of a sudden there he is getting his first directing job as yeah. well so um, Netflix obviously liked it as soon as they read it because as, as you said they financed it and then they put it straight onto Netflix a week after yeah, straight away film festival so the the time loops every three hours 14 <clears throat> minutes 15 seconds I'm not good at maths but I found it out as well. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know this until that, I read it. That is uh, pi. That is pi. So, um, and you know, it sort of um, leads towards the end where they've got the big circle around the house. So it's like they've got mm. that pi circle. So I thought that was quite a nice little... Um, the a loop, the yeah. loop was the loop. perfect circle. Yeah, perfect, perfect circle. circle yeah. Did you guys pick that up when you were watching it? No. No, I did not. I, I didn't. I, I, must, I, was, I don't think I must have been concentrating on, on the time. But as soon as I read it afterwards... I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I loved it when I read that. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Well it's done. fantastic. Like, a little thing to put in there. Oh, I, don't even, I don't even remember what pi actually means. To tell <laughs> the truth. So, so that's where I'm at with the math. Pi the diameter of a circle or something. I'll, I'll the, go with whatever you say. It's circumference. <laughs> yeah, to a diameter. Um, <laughs> another thing, the, the code name oh, Sonny, the character. Around his, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sonny, his code name was Orborus, which is an ancient symbol of a snake eating its tail. Um, and it traditionally represents the infinite cycle of destruction and recreation, life and Clever death. man, that circle. Yeah. Tony Elliott knew yeah. exactly what he was doing. Obviously, he was very close to this. Yeah. I love this. Actually, won an award for in the Canadian Cinema yeah. Editors for best editing in a feature film. I love yeah. that because I think it was edited it was brilliantly. Yeah, he got a couple more awards. He was nominated for as well. Um, the for picture editing and production design at the direct, at the Directors Guild, and it got nominated for an award at the Writers Guild of Canada as well. Yeah, so a pretty good first up performance. I think that's probably the most nominations we've seen in a while. <laughs> Some of the yeah, I reckon. Um, critically, so this is another one where I got frustrated because you, you go online, it's like I think it said forty three percent for Rotten Tomatoes, and again it's from seven reviews. Yeah. yeah. Um, and but even like the the audience um, um, reviews weren't that high either, um, which I thought surprised me. Yeah, yeah, a little bit surprising. Maybe it's a little bit too complex. That's the thing. I can't imagine sitting there watching this movie and being like, oh, that was rubbish. Because I was, like, despite the fact that it was difficult subject matter at times and you had to mm-hmm. work a little bit hard to to stay in it, which I think is, is a good thing for a film lover. Yeah. It wasn't, it's still, it was still exhilarating enough to, to be in gay. Like, what I loved about this film is it was an hour and 28 minutes and it literally just didn't waste a minute. Nah, like it, it, it just yeah. goes to show that you can make a really good film yeah. without having to be like a big two-hour blockbuster. Yeah. Um, he knew exactly what he'd do. He didn't want to waste a scene, didn't want to waste a minute and bang, he went out and did it. Yeah. And yeah. obviously linking that again, this is another directorial debut. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The writer and director. The writer and director. Yeah. Um, he had written a few scripts for Orphan Black, which mm. um, he, he had, yeah. Which I think you can probably find on Netflix um, somewhere in the world. Mm. He's definitely got that sci-fi background. Yeah. He likes the, the sort of the subject matter that has something a little bit further to look into, yeah. I guess. But he had the, had the, had the idea, idea, idea for, for this prior to working on it. He submitted the script for this to get the job on Orphan Black. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Um, what, what do we like about some of the characters in the in the film? I thought that um, the two main leads, like Robbie Amell and Rachel Taylor, I thought they were both perfect. Hmm. The, the, the acting was yeah, really perfect. good. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought you couldn't really fault yeah. the had, way that they played. I hadn't seen a lot of Robbie Amell before, um, but I, I was really impressed with him. He was, he was really good. I think, yeah, I think I've seen him in The Flash. I think that's the only show. Yeah, I haven't seen, seen, seen The Flash, yeah. The only thing that got me with him is... I. Like I, I thought he was awesome, and I love the fact that he really bought into the role. Hmm. 
but he I didn't believe him to being like the greatest engineer in the world <laughs> and this like guy who looks like a fresh faced 26 year old yeah, that's the only thing I was just like yeah. Like it was fine until I realized, like, oh, this guy's the one guy that's going to have the idea to save the world. I'm like, yeah. come on. <laughs> um, but I agree. I thought he was awesome, and I thought Rachel Taylor was as well. I really liked um, Sean Benson as well, who played Sonny the villain. I thought he played that villain character really well. I was really yeah. him as well. And Rachel Taylor, I, I remember, there used to be this show, um, it only lasted a season. It was sort of like a rip-off between Home and Away Neighbours sort of soap opera called Headland. <laughs> Like it was on Channel 7 and, and of course you watched and it and I watched it and she, she was great in that, that was, this was back when you know I was a mere teenager and I thought she was great in that but she's done some good th- like Red Dog if anyone seen the film Red Dog um, obviously she was in Transformers, Transformers. Yeah. and she was um, good in Transformers too she stood out yeah and I, I don't know if either of you guys have seen um, Matthew McConaughey film Gold um, I really liked her in that as well so um, yeah I think she, she the best thing about her in Transformers is she keeps her Aussie accent. I love <laughs> yeah. that a lot. She didn't really need to keep or have any sort of accent in this. I think, yeah, I th- yeah, she yeah. was really good in this. Yeah. One thing about this film, I I know you say you watch every movie with subtitles. Yep. I turned them on ten minutes in because there was so much subject matter going on that was and and terminology that was confusing me. And I turned the subtitles on and it yeah. was amazing. It helped me so much for this film. Like what, what, what kind of... Well, just because you're introduced to a world that you, you don't quite understand what's going on. Okay. But then obviously all the stuff with Taurus um, yeah. um, and what's the other one, The Block or whatever. Yeah. Um, understanding what was happening with all that was really throwing me initially. And, and I, then yeah. being able to read it and hear everything that was, and see everything that I was saying made such a huge difference. I think that probably the subtitles definitely helped, especially with the, the repeat scene where they're in the kitchen and in the background yeah, you've got that, the, 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 the TV yeah, news yeah, propaganda the TV sort of thing, in the yeah, background. Yeah. Definitely picked up on a couple of extra things you probably wouldn't have yeah. um, without the subtitles. And I thought, yeah, that was a nice little touch. It was really good. Um, because the, the beauty of this film is that you learn more and more every time. And yeah. then you learn more, not just about, you know, the situation they're in, but you learn more about the world that they're in. You learn more about what um, Renton's actually doing mm-hmm. and you learn more and more about why they want the arc or why they want the scripts and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it helped me just to, to stay in touch with it. Good. Um, any other, anything else you want to talk about the characters or are we happy to move on to some scenes? I think the, yeah, the characters, well, I thought the acting performances were great. The characters didn't have a heap of depth yeah. because it was more about the the situation they were in that you cared about yeah, rather than the actual less about their past itself, yeah. and I was I was completely fine with that it didn't bother mm. me because um, I was really engrossed I thought the, the slow reveal of the relationship between Hannah and Ren throughout like I thought each loop that went through I thought mm. I thought that development of their relationship was spot on like I thought that was really good like, yeah, yeah I agree, I agree. Yeah. yeah definitely like help like it made you care for them a bit more too rather than just these two people that are trying to break a loop it's like oh mm. okay they've got a bit of backstory um, they've got a bit of a past and you know are they going to you know moving forward are they going to be together still or not mm-hmm. I liked that he was likeable from the start though wasn't he for some reason he, he was, was straight away he's a good looking guy he's very good in the duff if you haven't seen the duff it's a funny movie he's very good in that I I've got so many things in this film that stand out Sorry, I want to hear him. Let's go, Jesse. Like, so, like I said, I, I really like the slow reveal of how they knew each other and, and you know how they lost each other and they're back together and and you know she she was angry and but you know even though she was angry, she still wanted to come back to see that he was okay and I really liked that 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 went through each sort of loop. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then like you know there, there were certain scenes that I just thought were exceptionally like good at explaining the story so like one scene at the start that really I really liked was um, where he put the plastic um, bag on the vent to see whether mm. the gas was coming through and yeah. it, it was really good because it sort of you know gave him and the audience you're like oh it's safe for him to go yeah, now that's what he's doing yeah. yeah it's safe for him to go and then oh, yeah, really you know, clever in explaining everything to yeah the and then it just, it just, as soon as he walked out I was like oh we're let down it's like oh damn we're yeah. riding that with him I thought that was yeah. really good that, so good yeah that, that was it, really good it did made you like I think as the scenes are going on like you're rooting for him like he's doing all these things and you're cause I guess like the camera often it would be following him from behind a fair bit and so it feels like yeah you're on that journey with him and you're rooting for him going yes come on this is going to work for him Exactly. The best thing about it was that in these sorts of movies, and initially this happens and you're like, okay, he's in a time loop and you're like, that's fine. He'll just learn the best way to do it and then he'll figure it out. Mm. But every now and then a new twist would come in yeah. to make it hard for him. And every time something would happen, I'm like, oh, what's he going to do now? And you know what? Almost my favorite scene was a bit where they both um, came back, I don't know, from like the fourth or fifth loop mm. and they just they just stuffed up. <laughs> they both woke up and, she, and he was like, Fuck. Yeah. And then she yeah. wakes up and she goes, fuck. Because yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how you felt as an audience. Yeah. Cool. So we're definitely putting a language warning <laughs> on this episode now. If you've seen the film. Yeah, yeah. I swear. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I love that. Every time they, they woke up, they were more aware and they were like, they were jumping out of bed to get going straight away. And I just loved always, you know, they were always just getting up and it was, it was moving so quickly straight yeah. away the next loop. It was, all right, let's, let's get onto this. Let's go. It was great. Just and as an audience member, you're doing the exact exactly. same thing. Yeah. Every time it happened, I was, I was literally like, by the way, I was, starting I was yelling, yelling, I was yelling at the TV, it. just yeah. like, come on, do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the, the, the reference to continental Australia and that mm-hmm. um, insinuation that there's been some sort of radioactive disaster. I don't, like, I don't know whether that was like a link to Rachel Taylor being Australian or mm-hmm. whether it was a link to like Mad Max and like Mad Max. So yeah, yeah, Mad Max like, world. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it a Mad Max sort of... I did, I did read that theory. Situation. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. I thought that in the same really universe good. as Mad Max. Yeah. Possibly. Um, I, I think it was like the fifth loop. There was there was a scene where like, I think it was just after the one that we were just talking about before and they woke up and she's literally like um, Hannah was sitting on the back of that, the chair back to back with Ren and the sound was muffled there's no dialogue no audio it was just everything was happening around her like the same events that we'd already mm-hmm. seen happen and um her facial expressions could just you could just read what was going on based on yeah. um you know she's going from confused to understanding and then it like sort of shut out again and i was like it's such good storytelling yeah it was. i even love small things like um when ren was was tied to the chair and getting the scissors and the first three or four times yeah, he drops the scissors yeah, yeah. but after after he does it a few times he gets better and he catches the scissors I just love that kind of progression of you know even not in terms of the whole story arc of what he's got to do a simple thing is catching the scissors he's learning every time and getting better eventually he gets it exactly yeah, little things so like that by the end of it yeah. Just like bang bang yeah, bang, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think like there's sort of what Hita, what you're saying before, there was a scene, there was a sixth loop, and Ren's walking around the house dodging Sonny. Sonny's walking around, they're both mm-hmm. walking around the house, and like you're talking about with the point of view, like the camera was just following him, and the intensity of the scene with the soundtrack, and it's like following each character, and like you're sitting on the edge of your seat, like going, you know, what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen, and and to me, that that scene led to Ren finding the guy knocked out, and then he saw that he was in trouble, and he put that towel around his head. So it sort of showed you that mm-hmm. he was you know, he's a caring sort of character, but by being that caring character, that screwed up that loop because yeah. the guy was able to come back and um, yeah. and then they had to restart all over again. So mm. it's one of the times I was yelling at the TV. <laughs> what, what did you think about like, I don't know, this to me, the scene where there's the guy 
he's lying there pretending he's dead the whole time. I was like, I just like sore. Yeah, <laughs> sore. First straight away, sore. But it lying. still worked. It, didn't didn't work. it, it was good. It, it didn't was, work as well. It was very sore. good. But no, that, nothing's that, ever that was amazing. That, no. that was one of the biggest twists ever. The, um, and Ren, as a character, like we showed that he cared. I really like the scene where he had the gun and he gave it to the father guy. And it was sort of like this situation where it was like, really dangerous situation but he's handed this gun over Straight where it's right. like he's putting that trust in his hands I, mm-hmm. I thought that was really good as well just just the, there's so many things that I can talk about with, <laughs> with what I liked about this and the manual disable scene where the lights went out and then there's yeah. just the gunshots going yeah, off and all you see the gunshots so you're like completely worried about what's going on with these characters who's going to come out alive um, because that, but that was at the point as well where you think hey, the loop's going to stop now mm, if he's yeah. disabled it yeah. when they die they die yeah that's that was yeah. This is kind of the last chance he kind of thought for him, and and you know what he did such um, Tony Allen did such a good job at raising the stakes so periodically that it just mm. got so intense. Because initially, like I remember, you firstly find out you're like Hannah's working with these guys, like yeah. oh good one, yeah. that coming. <laughs> and then initially, you're like okay, we can work through this. Oh no, Hannah knows about the time loop. Like that's gonna that's gonna be hard. And then eventually, it's like oh, Sunny is double crossing them. Okay, there's yeah. another barrier to get. Oh no, Sunny knows about the time yeah. loop. Now now he's on this as well. And then finally, sorry, <laughs> sorry, MJ's banging the table. I we apologise for. Um, that. <laughs> and then and then finally, you find out the guy who died at the start. Once they say they save him, and then he's double crossing them as well. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time, I'm like, really okay, good. there's another snag in the road, but they can yeah. get through this one. And then like, oh, there's another barrier, and I just love that. And then obviously when they when they disabled the arc, I'm like, now they're gonna die. Like yeah, this well, is yeah, this is their last chance. Oh, I just yeah, it, it, you could tell it really got me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you think about the first scene where they walk outside? Because I think that was, like I thought that was we've been in this we've been watching this film for it was over an hour mm. and it was all you know perfectly lit, really um, you know <clears throat> got that artificial inside sort of feel. And then as soon as they get outside. I think that further, um, like I really liked the the hinge or the the tint of um, greyness and yeah. haziness. Very that, bleak. Bleak, yeah. yeah. And it's sort of, you know, to show that kind of future that they're in. That I, I guess you kind of always assumed, but didn't. But this is what they didn't have confirmed. For, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was good because the, um, what am I thinking? 10 Cloverfield Lane was like a similar sort of film where uh, John Goodman plays this character where they're, they're, they're staying underground the whole time because they don't want to go outside because of this radioactive sort of thing. And I feel mm. like this film did a really good job of reconfirming that, yeah, outside is bad. Yeah. Yeah. I actually initially, when, I, when we first saw like the the zoom out of the of the town or, you know, the, mm. the houses that are around them, I was like, oh, is this because of what they're doing on this time loop? And then I just clicked. I'm like, oh, no, of course not. This is, this is just the world. <laughs> yeah, it's just the world they're in, yeah. yeah. Are there any other scenes that you guys I'm talking about? Sorry, I probably took a um, bit. I, 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 really, I really like the way they ended the movie, the end scene. Oh, of it. I agree. When they're still in the loop and then obviously it's... Um, but the, so, the loop resets. Yeah, the loop, sorry, yeah. Loop, loop resets and they wake up again and you're like, oh, yeah, they're just going to go over it again. But I, I, I thought that was a really good ending um, to, to end it on. I, got a, I liked it too. Um, and probably the more I thought about it, the more I did like pick up a little couple of plot holes in it mm-hmm. that when Sonny stops Cuz from um, touching the arc and getting electrocuted which was I think that's what started the time loop at the start because he touched it at um, 6 whatever 6.19am or whatever and that started the loop for 3 hours 14 minutes 15 seconds yeah so by by not him not doing that in the first place the time loop actually shouldn't have ever started in that 
final loop. Okay. I know. I, I, <laughs> We're on the movie. No, but, I, but this movie, I, I Thanks, love that. This movie stayed with me and I just kept thinking about it. I'm like, hang on. Because as soon as he wasn't dead, then the arc wasn't going to time loop. And that's where I was like, and then it, it did. And I was like, oh. And then I kept thinking about it. I'm like, no, no. Like, that should have that should have been that way. Did you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? I see. There was something like the... No, I... I I yeah. So I the time loop, the, the time loop started yep. when Cuz got electrocuted by it. He he like short fired the arc, and at that time I can't remember what time it was. Say six nineteen. It did that full circle. The full circle being three point one four or five. Yeah. So three hours fourteen minutes and fifteen seconds later, it time looped because he short circuited it in the first place. If he doesn't short circuit it in the first place, then the time loop shouldn't have been happening. Yes. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. So I'm nitpicking. I'm nitpicking like hell because I I enjoyed the movie and it didn't bother me. When we're talking about so the we're talking about that sort of final scene there. So the whole film, or there are a couple of mentions about, and obviously through the progression of the film, people start remembering what's going on, and it was Mm -hmm. based on the the, how close you were to the arc. Yeah, yeah, correct. So the final scene we see Hannah wake up, and she's the first one to wake up this time. Yeah, yeah. Was she the furthest away? Like, yeah, she was. Yeah. But she wakes up with like that realization face as well. Yeah, because hmm. remember so she remembered more than Ren did at the very start of the movie. It seems. But I didn't think they remembered anything. Anything, yeah. They made it out as start. if oh, we've got to do this video because we're going to forget everything. Yeah, because when when Ren wakes up at the very start, he's not sure. He doesn't remember no. anything. No. Mate, I feel like because I feel like they got further. Yeah, it's because that video. Yeah, because the video they were able to they do more, said more, in the video, they said more in the video. Then they were able to do obviously the time the, before the time before the movie starts. Yeah. yeah, so maybe because they got a bit further mm. in, she she's quicker to remember. But you're not supposed to remember anything when it resets, because that was nine loops or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. nine loops like, you wake up. But remember they said they'd had yeah. thousands yeah. before that, mm. and then you're like, well, every time they wake up, they start from scratch. After the nine. Yeah. If you haven't watched this movie, you have no idea yeah, what I'm talking, talking about. about. But so pause it and go watch it. And it's very good. It is very good and you will enjoy it. So another thing, so Ren had this sort of electric hand. It was like a taser. A taser in his, in his hand. Yeah, yeah pretty like, badass. It was like a glove kind of thing. Yeah, glove yeah. kind of thing. And there was another scene, one of them had like that on his arm, that it was a glowing tattoo. A glowing tattoo that sort of... Oh, yeah. I, I think it was on Hannah. And it was on one of the guys as well because I think I saw that and I was like, mm, we don't, and then we didn't really get any, any kind of story behind it. Nah, is that part of the, is part of the torture block, or is I, it part of the torture? Or I, I it? thought it was a branding by Taurus. Yeah, okay. like because I think I think it was on Hannah and her partner, the, the, the guy who she was kind of with. Father, yeah. yeah, who I think they were both captured by Taurus. So I think it was a branding that they gave them probably when they were Taurus, but they didn't explain it at all. No, so like, because to me, I was like, oh, has that got some connection to his electric hand thing? Yeah, no, nah, that was completely yeah, different. Yeah, so I don't just, think that so. That was just a... Yeah, no, nah, I, I think it was a branding from when they were captured and tortured, but yeah, I kind of, yeah, you kind of saw that, but yeah. then they just didn't go into it any further. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's, they kind of missed And I think there. the electric hand thing was, as much as it is this future where everything's really bleak and, and poor, there is still some technological advancements. Yeah, yeah. you do have taser hands, and, and, and I guess that is sort of because Rem, you know, he's regarded as this amazing, he's brilliant engineer, so he can build something, something, from something. like this. Yeah, this kind of just this, this glove that he can put on and punch people and taser them was great. <laughs> anything else in the anything that I feel know, like we um, lost over the ending. I, like, the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Hannah wakes up. Yeah, and I got the vibe that she remembered. Do we do we sort of agree with that? Yeah, I I I think she remembered. 
at least something. Yeah. Maybe not everything, like like in the last couple of loops, but she definitely woke up remembering more than than nothing that Ren had remembered. So I, I got the vibe that she remembered everything. She woke up as if like she died, and then yeah. bang, like that have happened straight away. But maybe that was like her waking up on the ninth time of the next loop. Maybe. Yeah, true. Maybe because <laughs> it doesn't. It, we didn't see the clock on the side yeah. telling us the time or anything like that. So we true. don't know what loop she's yeah. waking up in. What. I guess this could be another I, thousand. I also think that's why it was so good because it's so it's, open-ended. It's super you can, ambiguous. Yeah. You, you can interpret it, I guess, however you want to. But I just reckon that little hint, hint, that little yeah. hint that he gives you makes you think, this I'll time's get out different. Of this time. Yeah. This time's yeah. Different. yeah, they might do it this time because they got so much further last time, it seems, than, than any other time, possibly. Mm. Thousands of loops. It, mm. Like, years would have passed. And then... They haven't aged. So what happens, <laughs> what happens outside of the circle? Because they're saying the time loop is only happening only in the circle. Yeah. So what's what's going on out there? Yeah. These people that Sonny's calling well, these guys, yeah. every time, and then all of a sudden they come or they mm. like, are they just getting a bunch of phone calls being like, what are yeah, you that, doing? I, 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 was, I was reading an article on like a sci-fi website where this, this guy's gone through like trying to explain the entire movie and explaining these kind of things. And I was reading it and I had no idea what I was reading. Like, <laughs> it didn't make sense. But he, yeah, he, he was trying to kind of get, um, I guess, explain to people yeah, how he could be calling people every time on the outside world and stuff. But it, it didn't make sense to no, me you at know all. What? You, I, I was trying to read into it. And I was like, no, nah, I'm such not a getting it. complicated film. It is. That, that he, and he does such a good job of making it accessible. Mm. And he still treats audience like intellects, which is a very important thing. Um, it's not something that all the makers have done the last few films no not at all they dumb it down and mm. yeah it's, it's a bit insulting and you just don't enjoy it as much but there's still he does even though we're nitpicking on these little things here when you're actually in it and watching it you don't really care or notice wasn't thinking about that at all it really yeah. was edge of your seat stuff I yeah. was I was genuinely like jumping up and down and I'm not joking I was yelling at the TV at times because I was so invested <laughs> can, we, can we have a dog update then was, yeah. <laughs> was the dog barking at you or was the dog said <laughs> no issue so my wife was home at this one, for this one I think she was in another room and they were with, they were with her so uh, <laughs> but she was I spoke to her like next day she's like what movie were you watching <laughs> <laughs> What a screaming and jumping around. Why are you saying, why don't you shoot Sonny right now? <laughs> um, well, I'm ready to move on to some things in Atom <laughs> yeah, Ames. I'm good, I'm good for, se- for scenes, yeah. There's a couple of like really um, meaty sort of words or like, you know, words of wisdom that the characters sort of just drop in every now and then. So mm. um, during one of the news broadcasts that we were talking about before, there was one where they were like, um, those who can't remember the past are condemned to repeat it. So it's sort of like, I really like that because that yeah. ties in exactly with it's what's going on. What they're doing. Well, what yeah. they're doing as well as what's yeah. going on exactly. outside in the yeah. world with, with this war that's yeah. going on. So <laughs> It's a good thing through it. I'm learning from your mistakes and not repeating them. And yeah. Exactly. And um, so what do we think about the, the whole, what are they trying to say about the energy crisis? Like, there's you know there's energy wars going on in the background and obviously Ren's trying to create this thing to to create endless energy or yeah Yeah. and you know he was continually shut down I think he said he was called a fraud at some stage um but obviously like and then showing the greed of the of the energy companies who want that thing like just for themselves no he doesn't want to give it to them because they know that they're they're not going to use it for good exactly um and one another one of those lines from that news broadcast was like the company will consume until there's nothing left to consume so it's Mm -hmm. like we're just abusing all the resources that we have continually and this ren guy sort of like you know 
I want to create this this resource, but not have it abused. And I, I like that. But he's he because he created it whilst working for Taurus and then stole it. So it wasn't like because the, the the initial thing was oh yeah they thought it was useless, but I think the the ulterior motive motive was to say hey Ren this is not working mate but we'll, we'll, take we'll hang on to it. And then he was savvy enough to to take it out. And then obviously they're infiltrating the block to get the ark. But if like so, um, Hannah was a part of the block. Her motive wasn't to take the ark, though, when they got there. Originally. No, not at all. No, not at all. That was one, the yeah. scripts. Scripts, yeah. So, but then it, it became that they wanted the ark because they'd heard, or he, like, I think he said it's a time machine or something like that. But it was also because, so Sonny and Cuz yep. were the two guys who were obviously double-crossing, mm. working for Taurus, pretending to be in the block. But they were there to get the ark. Yes. So they weren't there. They didn't. They didn't care about the scripts. No. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. and the, the more the more Hannah learned as she kept going through the loop, that she realised that the ark was super valuable, and she's like, "Give yeah. me the block. Give me the block. We can." Yeah. Yeah. Um. I liked that Hannah was in charge of these guys as well. I liked that they had this strong female. That yeah, was, that was good. I think she said that they're my subordinates. They must mm. follow me or yeah. obey me. Um. I think that was like you know that's, that it was a nice little tie-in as well, like, mm. just to say that these guys, there's, she was the only female in it. Yeah. Mm. In the whole thing. In the yeah. whole thing, and she probably had the most power out of all of them, and we see that with that final scene, she wakes up, so she's got that power. Mm. Um, so I really like that as yeah, well. Yeah, that was good. Um, another theme that is love, and I feel like they did a really good job with this love thing, so um, when he was, when Ren was captured, um, they ask, oh, what does Ark run on? And he's like, it runs on love. And I really like that connection because it really did, because mm. the code word was um, September 19, yeah. which was the love. date that they last saw each other. Yeah. So um, I thought that was really cool, really cool. Um, and, you know, he, he kept saying, you know, if there's if there's no um, world left and there's no hope for us sort of thing. Like, so it was all, for him, it was all about him being mm. able to be with her. And that's, well, that's yeah, it was, yeah, no. yeah, it was all about him being with her. So I really liked that as well. Um, yeah. Any other thing. Even though she did shoot in one of the loops. Yeah. <laughs> but that was like... Then she was sorry. I shot you. Shot me. <laughs> and obviously hope. There's like... There's lots of hope in it. Yeah. 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 A hope for the future and for a better world kind of thing. I think survival was, was one of the big things. Mm. And it's, yeah. it's a self-survival versus the survival of the, the world. world. Yeah. And, and who prioritizes what. And mm. I think um, Ren had that issue with... He was... He didn't care about himself as yeah. much as he cared about saving the world but then it was really it was, tied in like yeah it was kind of like he had to survive had in order for the world to survive yeah and he said it's better that someone oh sorry that wasn't Ren but he's like better that someone wins than everyone dies like that, that was like one of those themes like it was, mm. yeah I, I thought it that really, really was good. the theme of the film yeah. Almost, wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah which is really good um they sort of made like these, you know, few little words every now and then, like freedom fighters and people were tortured and people were captured and um, the refugee camp. So I, I think it was like trying to have this really nice sort of message as well as what's going on in the world. These are bad things. We hmm. don't want these things to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do we take away from the film? Um, oh, I, th- I thought it was a kind of a perfect film for Netflix, really, kind of that low-budget thing. I, I, I'm like, like you guys, hooked on it straight away, just a great film to sit down and watch, and bang, you're, you're hooked straight away and enjoying it. Just kept, you just kept learning things mm-hmm. every five, ten minutes. Initially, I thought it was like Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. He dies, and like, <laughs> oh, so he just, he just resets every time he dies, because he dies in like the first four or five loops. Yeah. 
Um, and it wasn't until he was like asking Hannah, he's like, so what happened after I died? And she's like, oh, well, this happened, this happened. And then it all went slow and it started again. I was like, ah, oh, so it doesn't just reset when he dies. Yeah. I, th- um, I thought it did a really good job of, um, like it had to be repetitive, but the repetitiveness of it was to advance the narrative and it wasn't done where it was boring or dragged on. Or yeah. Like they did enough in each loop to retell what was happening in a different way that it wasn't like, oh, we've seen this over and over yeah. and over. Yeah, absolutely. I think there was maybe... In maybe like the third or fourth loop, there's a couple times I was like, oh, okay, like we're getting a bit different here. But then I think after that, you find out that Sunny's aware of the loop. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. We're stepping it up again. Like, when Sunny yeah. knew about when the loop. When Sunny came away, I was like, oh, here we go. We're, but that was like, this is going to be good. The first 20 minutes, that was one of the, like, I'm thinking in my head, mm. you know, why is no one else remembering what's happening? Yeah. Mm. And, and I liked how they revealed, oh, yeah. this is why it's taking They progressed so it long. really well. Yeah. yeah. And I think the, it went for 88 minutes, I think it was. Yeah. And one hour. I think, yeah. yeah. I think that was perfect. Like, I, and maybe if this was made by a bigger studio, they would have pushed out yeah, like an extra twenty minutes. Thought the like, exact yeah. same thing. They would have been like, "Oh, you know, let's, you know, we need to push it to an hour forty because that's what most movies <laughs> yeah. are these days." And, um, yeah, this is one of the few films where you just—I thought it was so well paced. It didn't, as I said, he didn't waste a minute. So he didn't. He wasn't like, you know, what I could put this scene in, but it doesn't add much. You know what? I'll just cut it. And I love that about <laughs> it. It was, it was great. And I like that, you know, they, they keep try, trying and they keep failing and it leaves that open. Like, can they keep? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like. I kind of like the fact that the loop had, sketchy as it was, but it had some sort of scientific explanation about <laughs> yeah. why time was looping. Yeah. You look at like Groundhog Day or Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. And like, you just accept the fact that yeah. it's the like same the, day or it's the same thing. That's just the like, premise of the movie. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll, we'll just believe that. Yeah. So, at least yeah. they tried to be like, this way, no, no, yeah. this is why it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't, they did a good job like that. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, mm. you can never understand I, it, but. With most of these films, we're watching these individually by ourselves. I reckon this would have been a good film to sit and watch with a couple of people. Like, Agreed. You yeah. Feed off the energy. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you'd be sitting there with someone, you'd be like, oh, oh, what happened there? Like, yeah. what, what's going on? That's, um, you know, this is, uh, I say it right now, today, this is the most looking for, uh, most I've looked forward to our podcast because I just want to talk about this film with yeah. people. And I didn't care about, I didn't even care about dissecting it. I just want to talk about the plot. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why, yeah. why this happened. And that's, that's what's been the most fun. And that's what, that's what makes it a good sci-fi. Like sci-fi, a good sci-fi is one that's got these themes and these underlying messages. And, um, you know, Netflix, this is the uh, 12 films in, this is the first sci-fi. And I feel like we've all had a bit of, um, there's a bit of meat to it that we can actually absolutely you know, yeah. grip onto, which is good. Yeah, it's more than just, the science fiction side of things mm. is so much more to it. Yeah, it's the underlying themes, which is good. Um, anything else that we want to talk about, like what we took away from the film? Um, I I was kind of uh, agree with what you were saying before about just how well paced it was and like you know, a really good time thing. I I could have um, also really enjoyed this as an eight to ten episode. TV really? series, absolutely. I mean, I, I really love the pace of and everything. I, I, I wouldn't have also minded seeing some flashbacks to, I guess, how the world became that way. More flashbacks to when uh, Ren and Hannah were, before they were captured by Taurus, when they were captured, maybe, you know, more torture and how it became that way. I could have definitely seen this um, being, a, being a Netflix miniseries as well. And I think I, I would really enjoyed that side of it as well. I think I would have enjoyed that as a spin-off post yeah. the movie. Because I think it, it, it would have had sequel, s- like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would have had yeah. such a different feel to it. Mm. Because what was what I liked most about this film was that it was so 
exciting and fast paced, and and you you do lose all that. Mm. Oh, you, you would, yeah, you would. But I agree. I think it was it was yeah. as Jesse was doing meaty enough. Yeah. that you could have done a lot more with it. Oh yeah, you could have explored a hell of a lot more. And yeah, I, I I would have enjoyed watching this as a TV series. I think as much as I really enjoyed this movie as well. And this is like a world that yeah they they could do a spin off. Well, they've created oh. this world, really. Yeah, yeah, and they've mm. done that in eighty eight minutes, which is and incredible. Brilliant. Yeah. Incredible. And um, I guess the the, the writer director Tony Elliott has done that with Twelve Monkeys. So Twelve Monkeys was a, a movie in like the nineties, a sci fi movie, great movie. <laughs> and they've done a spin off now on Netflix. I think up to up to the third season. So I guess. Like when thinking about that, I would also have faith that this guy would know what he's doing in terms of a TV show, um, because he's done it before, spinning off a sci-fi movie into a TV show, and it's been good. So, all right, say they've done the miniseries instead of the movie. How does it end, Peter? <laughs> oh, because realistically, if they break that loop, then it's it's just going to turn into the Tauros versus the yeah, the block. It, it it ends with like a war battle. Between the Ooh. between the block and Taurus fighting for this energy source, um, or the the resistance, the block. Definitely. I would have liked it if Happy say ending. there's another another loop Ooh. outside that loop. Ooh. So then it's like there's like a, a bigger oh. pie outside. Oh. The thing. That would have that would have destroyed me. We <laughs> should we should make this TV show, guys. <laughs> Could um, you imagine if they, they brought that out? This is what you thought was happening. Yeah, it's like this bigger circle. Like this is what's yeah. going to happen. It's even bigger. Um, I hope you're listening, Tony Elliott. <laughs> yeah, just give us a call. We got plenty of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, any of you uh, IMDb? Do we IMDb anything in this film? I just jumped on probably about halfway through to see who the writer and director was. It was Tony Elliott. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, just uh, more just to see what else they'd done um, because because I think because I was enjoying it so much. I'm like, oh, what else has this guy done? And seeing him, yeah, he's done a lot of sci-fi work. I'm like, this is why I'm enjoying it because he's good at sci-fi. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. I'll be mm. frank, I did not touch my phone in this movie. Mm. I was so in it. I didn't touch my phone either, but I did pause. I got up off, got up off the couch, walked over to the bookshelf and got a dictionary. Is any, do any of you know what a dictionary is? <laughs> and I picked up the dictionary because dictionary, I... Dictionary, dude, you got Google on your phone. <laughs> because I, I, I'm probably going to sound Why do you even like, own a dictionary? I'm going to sound like an idiot here because I wanted to know what a script was. Because oh, I, okay, yeah. I was like, okay, a script. They want these scripts at the start. I'm like, what on earth is a script? And obviously it's like a certificate of money yeah. or land it's kind of like currency or currency yeah. yeah so yeah that was did me. you did you actually get up no <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was a good story yeah uh, no so do you actually <laughs> own a dictionary I own many dictionaries really yeah I think I have one no yeah. I, I have a thesaurus at home yeah yeah dictionaries they come in handy every now and then so your phone <laughs> it's got Google I, I 70% <laughs> believed you good I'm yeah, glad I, I did I, I, I can see oh, you doing it I, I, I fully believe your story. <laughs> Definitely something you do. <laughs> so, have we got any? Well, we've had a lot of questions for each other already. Have we, I've got, I've got a good, I've got a question. So, go for it. The piece of paper in his mouth with Sky. Mm. Why was the code word Sky? Like, what relevance? I, I don't, I, and I, you guys might not know either. I had, I couldn't work out what was so relevant about Sky. But it wasn't Sky, was it? Wasn't that? No, I know it wasn't Sky. I know, I know that the code word in the end wasn't Sky. Sky was a different code word though. Sky was like the shutdown code word. Wasn't yeah. It? So why did they pick Sky as the shutdown code word? I feel like everything else has reason behind. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like the Sky had no reason. I couldn't tell it. Yeah. I, I, I don't see a reason. That annoyed me a little bit because, like, I thought, okay, maybe we could have had a code word that maybe tied one of the other characters to something else but yeah I was just like I'm okay. thinking we should just put it on now and just watch it again <laughs> to be honest like <laughs> th- there would definitely be a reason for it yeah yeah, yes. exactly 
because this movie's too clever to to waste it. So if anyone does know why, please yeah, do. let us know. Yeah, let us know. Tweet us in. Let us know. We're not perfect. We're not at all. Um, so far from any anything else that still like. I'll just, I'll no, just, I think I've asked it. Yeah, we, we've already asked quite a lot of yeah. questions. Um, I think it's time to sort of give our summaries, I guess, and what we gave it out of five stars or five rating points. As long as we can continue to talk about this film after we finish recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Let's put it on. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch it again. So, um, hey, we'll yeah, do you want to start? Yeah. All right, hit us off. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I was hooked in from the opening minutes. Um, and stay that way. It it was a great story, just a really good put together film. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was good, and it's a great way for you to spend an hour and a half. I gave it three and a half stars out of five. Nice. Yep, Tony Elliott did a great job on taking you along the ride by drip feeding you information on this world slowly, methodically, and he successfully builds you know these exciting twists and turns and keeps you guessing. It was engaging. It was heart racing. I said it before, it was edge of your seat stuff for me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a real surprise packet because I'm not a huge sci-fi fan. I wasn't expecting much, but this is a slam dunk four-star film. Good. Nice. Cool. Ooh. And Jesse, as you um, rate it? I, so this was the second time I'd seen the film and I enjoyed it just as much um, the second time as I had the first time. I watched it like literally when it came out two years two ago. Years ago. Um, so it had been a while since I'd watched it um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had memories that I really enjoyed it and I enjoyed it just as much this time around. Yep. Obviously I knew where it was going but still watching the reveals was just as exciting for me. It's a good um, sign. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, repeat watching works fine on this one. So if you have watched it um, listen to us go back and watch it again um, just to And you also might, pick up more stuff as yeah, well the yeah, second time over. Yeah. 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 Um, so I've given it three and a half as well. Um, Great. Out of five. So, Hita, what's that give us as an average? It gives us uh, the third highest score so far. It's a 3.67 out of five. Three, good. So, nice. Sitting, 12 sitting films and it's there. sitting up there in the sitting top three. As usual, we do appreciate social media. And as usual, we've got a question for social media. It's tricky. Sure it's going to be a good one this time. It's not... It's, it was tricky this time because I feel like we've had such a good discussion. Yeah, we've asked a lot of questions, like, lot of questions <laughs> of each other in this podcast. What have you got left that wasn't asked? So, <laughs> I know, it's tough. So, it's a pretty obvious one, but I'm going to start it with a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a, a prophecy. So, if we keep trying, we can change. So, that's just a comment. So, do we think Ren and Hannah will ever overcome it by changing? You're such a high school teacher. I am. <laughs> Never. What are you t- how is that a high school teacher thing? It's not. So, will... You're 12 so. <laughs> so, if we keep trying, we can change. Will Ren and Hannah ever overcome the loop? It's a good question. And, yeah, I think everyone should have a, a different... I, I feel like it's a positive end, so maybe... Um, so do I. Yeah. It's not overly positive, it's which yeah. is nice. That's, I, I like that. It wasn't like a, hey, we did it, let's... I like that. So this question will be on our social media channels. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Flix Forum. We've been getting some good feedback on there, so please do um, contribute to the conversation. I'm going to request that someone feeds back who listened to this pod that hasn't watched the movie, and what did they actually think of this? Because it's so complicated. I could imagine listening to us being like, what the hell are you guys talking about? What is this movie that they're talking about? Did we we help explain it to you at all? Or are now you just more confused than ever? Um, And just go watch the movie. If you're that person, (laughs) let us know on Facebook or or Twitter or or even Instagram or even email us. 
Exactly. Um, obviously, we need you to listen to us. So subscribe to us on um, Apple Podcasts if you can. We're on Podbean and also on Spotify. So hit up there, give us some five-star ratings. We're, we've got a few on there now, which is really good. Next week, the film that we're looking at is the 2016 historical drama war film, The Siege of Jadaville. Um, it's directed by Richie Smythe. It stars Jamie Dornan. Who, oh, I'm you know, so pumped for this movie. If it's I anything like wait. Fifty Shades of Grey, we're in for a treat. <laughs> Get on the fall. He's brilliant in the fall. Also has Mark Strong in it. Oh, um, even better. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm pumped for this movie. Can't wait uh, Mark Strong, it. Mikhail Persbrand, Jason O'Mara, and Danny Sapani. So, um, get on board. Watch the film beforehand. So, what we're saying makes sense. You're gonna be good. <laughs> We're looking this forward to it. You might actually give a rating that's, uh, that's positive. Uh, I might, I'll, <laughs> this film might get a half is rating for me. This could be Heath's first first four and a half plus. Let's say, I, I, I've given a four before, and this one was my second highest at three and a half for Ark. All right, so as usual, good catching up. We've had a, a very lengthy discussion, so thanks. It's been good fun. Thanks, boys. Thanks yeah. for the time, and um, we will see you guys all next week. See you next week. See ya.